Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, the host of this podcast. Sitting next to me, Rochelle Smith, producer of the podcast. Today in the podcast booth with us, Anna Marie Morrow. She's the director of Medicare here at Merkel Retirement Planning and Lauren Merkel. He is a certified financial fiduciary, a certified financial planner, and a retirement income certified professional. So the big question, how am I going to pay for healthcare and retirement? I kind of think, guys, this is the kind of question you have to ask in life, but you really don't want to know the answer to. So Lauren, Anna-Marie, you sit down with people all the time. They're thinking about retiring. They really want to retire. Maybe they're ready to retire, but it's this healthcare question that can really make them go, ugh, I'm just not sure if I can do it. Uh, yeah, one of the first two questions that people ask is, number one is, you know, will I have enough money in retirement? And But number two, if it's not number one, is how much is healthcare going to cost? If I'm not Medicare eligible, I want to retire younger, can I afford to do that? Because healthcare, as we know, can be on the pricey side of things. Well, the numbers are out in a study, right? Depending on what study you look at, but they're saying something like, I think the recent fidelity numbers are $300,000. That's an out-of-pocket healthcare costs in retirement. If you're age 65 right now, that's what you can expect to pay. And that doesn't include long-term care if you should need it. Lauren, I see a number like 300,000. I'm getting ready to retire. That is a staggering number. Yeah, you and everybody else. And that's why it's this question, how do I pay for healthcare that keeps people up late at night? And and I'm being very literal with that. Uh, Just last week, somebody was telling me, this is the question that they're worried about. This is the question that does keep them from from sleeping at night. $300,000 over the course of the retirement is a ton of money. Considering the average person retires with somewhere around 300,000 thousand dollars they're sitting there looking at that number being how are we ever going to afford this plus all the fun stuff that we have in envisioned for our lifestyle plan in retirement as well and this is where the planning really comes into play and and really highlights the necessity to incorporate health care planning as a part of your overall retirement plan so many people end up on the doorsteps of retirement thinking about how am i going to get the five thousand dollars a month i need to pay for the the uh, property taxes and the, the insurances, uh, but they often forget about some of these other expenses that come into that or, or could consume that $5,000 a month. Uh, so the income plan and the healthcare plan really collide in this type of environment where on the open market, it could cost a couple $2,500 a month plus just for healthcare. Yeah, and you guys sit down with people, you help them develop a comprehensive, customized plan to pay for healthcare. You look at this number, you see this number, yeah, it's big, but let's work through a plan to pay for healthcare. So you've talked to people about what this is all going to cost, and, and Fidelity also broke this down in, in a pie chart. In a pie pie chart, pie circle, what's that called, you guys? So people are probably wondering, where does the bulk of this cost come from? Well, let's take a look at, at what we found out. Yes, Molly, I think the Fidelity study is really interesting. Essentially what they're saying, and I, and I think that this is contrary to what a lot of people actually think as they are looking at their health care costs in retirement, but what, what Fidelity is saying is about 17% of the 300000 that you could spend over the course of your retirement on health care would go towards drugs, specialty drugs, generic drugs, et cetera. About 44% in other medical expenses, which would, could be coinsurances um, and deductibles. And then 40%, and this is what probably surprises a lot of people, 40% would be consumed by Part B and Part D premiums for, for Medicare. So a lot of times we have these conversations of people are telling us they can't wait to get to Medicare age because then they don't have this high cost of their health 
healthcare premiums, but then they get to Medicare age and they find out that their Part B premium might be a little bit higher than they expected. Their Part D premium might be a little bit higher than expected. And over the course of their entire re- retirement, according to Fidelity, represents 40% of their healthcare costs. Okay, let's continue with a little bit of bad news, but then there's good news because I think it's good to set the stage. So we're talking about 300000 We're talking about kind of where the money goes. Also, they can expect that healthcare spending will double in the next 20 years. We know that healthcare spending generally hasn't gone down. Maybe that's all the bad news we want to give people. Here's the good news. You can plan for this, right? So you know it's out there. You're, you don't want to ignore it. It's kind of like planning for retirement, Lauren. A lot of times people just think, oh, I mean, I've heard this from people in that I care about, uh, whatever, I'll just do whatever. And then just take me out back when I'm, when, when my life, I mean, someone I care about, I said that to me just, and then my life will end. I'm like, so that's really your plan for long-term care. That's really your plan for retirement. If you don't, you know, you can't ignore it, right? Planning for it can help at least ease some of these anxieties when you hear $300,000 and healthcare inflation is on the rise. Costs will double in the next 20 years. Yeah, we can plan for it. And within your overall retirement plan, we have to account for inflation anyway. And essentially, that's what we're talking about. The cost of healthcare is going to double over the course of the 20 years. That sounds on the surface like it's really bad news. But if you look at what those numbers actually represent, that's pretty good news because that only means about a 2 to 3% increase in cost per year over the next 20 years. Whereas right now, everything else is rolling around 7, 8 and could even approach 9% inflation. So compared to other cost, uh, the cost of other goods and services, 2 to 3% sounds pretty good. But whether it actually averages that type of increase over the next two decades or not, we have to account for it within your overall retirement plan. And that's where the income planning comes into play, the tax planning, even by decreasing your tax bill, increasing your spendable income, making it stretch further. All of that will go into how you're going to afford this big health care bill over the course of your retirement. So there are some things clearly that contribute to the cost of healthcare. Not everyone's going to pay $300,000. Some people are going to pay a lot more. Some people are going to pay a lot less. So we've got six things that contribute to the healthcare costs in retirement. The first one, guys, pretty obvious, your health status. The healthier you are, clearly the less you're going to pay for healthcare in retirement. Number two, though, age. This is an interesting one. Depending on when you retire, depends on what you pay for healthcare. It certainly does because right now the average age in the United States of retiring is age 63. So if you're retiring at age 63 and you have to use COBRA or you have to go to the open market, your health care premiums could be more expensive than if you waited until age 65, went on Medicare, and you had some lower premiums through Part B or some of the supplemental plans that you chose, again, based on your health status and also proximity or, or region that you live in as well. So when you choose to retire could heavily influence your overall retirement health care costs. And a big question I still get to this day is people who do have or have had a health condition occur, there's a big misconception that there's still that law out there where they don't have guaranteed issue into a plan, where if they first are going on the marketplace or they're first going on Medicare, if they've had a heart attack recently or if they have diabetes, they can't get health insurance. And just to wipe that out, that actually is no longer the case. So you do have guaranteed issue on the marketplace. They do not ask health questions. Um, You just want to find the right plan. There's numerous plans available 
available. You just want to find the right plan for you if you need that lower deductible, if you need that lower out-of-pocket max, or a less premium if you want to pay more on the back end if you don't have health issues. So as far as health status goes, there is a lot of... strategies and things to think about when picking out your plan that can help you mitigate those costs if you have had something happen. That's really interesting. So people still have that misconception. That they do. I get that where, a lot more than you think. It's coming from, from the pre-ACA? Yep. yep. Many years ago, yeah, people would be denied health coverage if they had had a major event within the past two years. Let's go more in depth on that COBRA option because that is a good one for people retiring before 65. So COBRA is basically an, ex- an extension of the employer plan that you are on, and you have that option for up to 18 months. So you can be on that plan for up to 18 months when you retire. And this is for people under the age of 65 who are not Medicare eligible. And part of the strategy that we implement, because COBRA can be expensive. You're not anymore using what your employer was paying towards that premium, that monthly bill. So now you have this higher cost. So the big question is, is, oh, well, what will it cost me on the marketplace? Which would be my better option? So part of what we do is we take a quote on the marketplace, which is based off of where you live, what county you're in, gender, and also your income. And then we can compare that to what your COBRA cost is on this plan if you choose to continue that employer plan. And what do you typically find? And you do that cost assessment. Are you typically finding COBRA is less expensive or the open market is less it, expensive? It definitely depends, but I do find that COBRA is actually the better option, Um, especially if people are young, much younger than 65. We know that uh, right now we have the American Rescue Plan in place, which is offering a greater subsidy, a greater savings on the marketplace. Well, we know that that is expiring at the end of 2022. So what the thought is right now is, you know, get on COBRA and see then what happens come January of next year. And if the subsidy is still in place, you can make that switch. If it changes drastically where there is very little to no savings after the American Rescue Plan expires, then they can stay on that COBRA option longer. Yeah, and the fact that COBRA is typically the least expensive option confuses a lot of people because COBRA used to be the most expensive option prior to the Affordable Care Act. So people are hearing this now that COBRA actually is a viable option for many people if you're not Medicare eligible is a surprise. Uh, But then uh, if we dig a little bit deeper, sometimes that surprise uh, gets a little bit bigger for some people because the COPER price is based on what the group employer is paying for for their plan. So if you used to work for a really big employer, then the group, the employer's cost could be less because there's a lot more people who are a part of that plan. Uh, if you work for a really small employer, then your the employer's cost might be much bigger because there's less people a part of that plan. So people's experience with COBRA even now, mm-hmm. post-ACA, could be significantly different. So I suppose you can't make a generalization like generally your premiums double when you go on COBRA or triple or it, it really varies by what your employer was paying. It really does. It really does. And then we also look at, do you have a a spouse's plan that you can join? Is there a spouse that's still working and what would it cost to add you? And a lot of times that's 
very expensive to add another family member because then you're on a family plan with even a higher out-of-pocket maximum. So there's a lot of strategies, a lot of different things that we can look at when it comes time to retire. Yeah, and that's why I tell people it's really valuable to have Anna Marie as a part of the overall healthcare plan, retirement plan, because what she does is she assesses all these different options that you have. Here's the quality of this coverage. Here's the cost. Here's the quality of this coverage. Here's the cost. Here's the quality and the cost. And then once you see that, you can then make a much uh, a decision that's much better and much easier for you to make, and you're much more confident making that decision. Whether you're thinking about retiring before 65 or at 65, there's a lot of decisions to make at 65 too. There's Medicare, there's supplements. We'll get into some of that. But you you probably need an analysis of what this is all going to cost. Well, here is a great opportunity. It's a 15-minute complimentary retirement checkup call. Go to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E, Retire.com. Scroll down just a little bit and you will see Anna Marie Morrow's smiling face right there. You can schedule a 15-minute call directly with her. Talk to her about... All of this stuff, Medicare, healthcare, supplements, advantage plans. She knows about all of it and she can give you some guidance into what you can do to live out your retirement vision. So we're back to talking about the cost of healthcare and retirement. And there's a lot of in things that can impact the cost. So we talked a little bit about health status. That one was pretty obvious. Your age impacts the cost. So sticking with the age, if you retire before 65, we talked about COBRA. Now we talked about the open market this is really eye-opening, Anna-Marie, and I know this is what you sit down and do with families, individuals all the time, but geez, where you live can really impact what you pay on the open market. It does. I have a, a fun example. Well, I say fun. It's more shocking. Um, I sat down with a couple a few weeks ago, and they live in a zip code within Iowa, uh, 50219, and it defaulted to Mahaska County. It defaulted there. So when I put this uh, quote together, um, it showed that, so we, these are the other numbers we put in, 64 years old, female, uh, and their household income is $40,000. So that's the information we put in, in Mahaska County, and it brings up this savings of over $1,200 a month subsidy. So basically, they can have a zero monthly premium if they use that subsidy. So then, this is prior to my meeting with them. Then we get together, and they tell me, well, we're not in Mahaska County. We're in Marion County. We're in Marion County. So then I switch it. I pull down the arrow, and I switch it to Marion. And it changed that subsidy by over $400 a month. So now their savings is only $890 a month as opposed to $1,200 a month. And now they would have a monthly premium. So just, just that one change that we made, just the county, and it's right next door, same zip code, different county, and there's a difference of $400 a month. Which means instead of paying virtually nothing for their health care, they're going to pay about $400 a month for the same exact coverage than if they were in Mahaska County versus the... the what, what, what county did you say? Uh, versus Marion County. Marion County. So then we started talking about them moving. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they did bring it up. Yeah, but if you're on if you're on the open market for a year, do the fast bath here guys. We're talking about $5,000 or so. Mm-hmm. That I mean that's that's a lot of money. And in Iowa, we have 99 counties. So I can't imagine again the difference. Some of those counties border on a, a larger city to rural areas. I mean it, it does it is it larger counties where it tends to be a bigger subsidy or more sorry metro areas where the subsidy is bigger or does that even vary yeah they just look at the demographics they look at population within and they look at household income as a whole they they take in all these different gra- 
demographics within that county and then base these numbers off of that. What can people afford? What's what's the majority income? And they, they look at all of that and then we have these differences in place, even though they're right next door to each other. And when you say they, who's they? The government. The government sets all these subsidies. The government sets all these rates. This is all part of that Affordable Depart- Care Act. Yep, the Department of put Human in Health place. Services. Yep, they they uh, they look at at each county, all the demographics, and they put these numbers together to see what works for the majority of people in that county. Well, we know a lot of people clearly wait until they're sixty five to retire. Still, this three hundred thousand dollar number is looming out there for them. The plan you choose, that's number three on the things that impact what you'll pay for healthcare in retirement. The plan you choose, of course, again, Anne-Marie, lots of options when it comes to this. There are a lot of options. So when we look at the Medicare piece, you basically, again, it depends on what county you're in. It depends on where you land. But essentially, you have two options for the plan you choose. A traditional Medigap plan, which is all the letters we hear about, or the Advantage plans, which are network-based, and those have all the shiny bells and whistles that we see the ads for, and they behave very differently from one another. They're basically opposite in how you pay for it. You'll have the same coverage, you're entitled to the same coverage either route you go, but they are the exact opposite in how you pay, either more upfront in premium and less on the back end, or no premium upfront or very little premium and more on the back end. So very different, um, again, based off of your county, you might have better options one way or the other, but, uh, but that, that all plays into it as well. We did a whole entire episode on this. We went in depth with the difference between the Advantage plans and the traditional plans. Go to YouTube, search Merkel Retirement Planning. It's M-E-R-K-L-E, Retirement Planning. There is an episode there under our healthcare tab, and you can find out all of the differences. And actually, we played a game with that one, guys. We had some fun. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, I think I beat Lauren. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. On. Yeah, of course. Of course you did. I don't remember it that way. <laughs> so let's talk about location. You You... Let's continue to talk about location because again, where you live not only determines the price, but it can help. It can determine the options you have when it comes to some of this stuff. That's right. We've all, uh, most of us have seen the commercials on TV, uh, advertising a lot of great things, part B rebates and things of that nature. Well, oh, like with famous football players or or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, We, I mean, we don't want to say these are bad commercials, but I I think I know what you're getting at. That's right. That's right. And so people call in expecting to have this benefit. Well, the first question they ask you is what is your zip code? And then that question then dictates, well, you actually don't have that available in your area, but here is what is available. But it looks so good in the commercial, it though. It and looks so and that, that famous 49ers player, he said, I would not have to pay anything or I wouldn't pay much and I'd get all this fun stuff. That's right. But for a very small portion yes. of the population. Yes. It's only available in select counties in the state of Florida. It's uh, not in even every state. So, so just find out, you know, plug in what your zip code is, talk to your player, talk to us and let them know, you know, what are my options? What, what do I need to have on my radar? What would be a better option for me? Cause a lot like, you know, real estate, Location, location, location. Sure. It's the same thing with choosing your plan. So not just on the marketplace as far as cost goes, but then in Medicare, what advantage plans, what plans are available to you? So we have another fun example here where there are three counties. We chose three counties, Polk County, Davis County, and Taylor County. And we plug those in to see the differences in plans available. Under Polk County, I I mean, 24, 24. Thank you, Molly. We have 24 options for advantage plans in Davis County. We have 
About eight. About eight. Eight. Only eight options for Advantage plans. And then we get over to Taylor County. One. A big fat goose egg. <laughs> Merkel. No, count, that's a zero. That no, it, it literally says no plans available. No plans available. <laughs> I just saw the line. It's too small. I can't read it. Yeah. I just saw one line. We had to make it so small. Um, but yeah, there are no Advantage plans available in Taylor. So if you're living in Taylor County, one of those rural counties where you don't have a lot of options, then you might want to focus on the traditional Medigap plan because you don't have all those shiny bells and whistles of Advantage plans available to you there. And for Iowans listening, they might be like, huh, where is Taylor County? Because it is pretty rural. Mm -hmm. There's only about 5,000 people that live in Taylor County. It's on the Missouri border. Bedford is the county seat. Uh, (laughs) I looked that up for your fun Iowa fact for the day. (laughs) And we know people are listening from all over the country, but a little dose of some Iowa facts are great too. And if you are listening from all over the country, a lot of this stuff, Anne-Marie, though, we've focused on the Iowa numbers. I know you've run all of these numbers for people all over the United States. So a good place to start again is that 15-minute complimentary retirement checkup call at MerkelRetire.com. Okay, your income. Let's let's go through this again. We've gone in depth in this podcast on Irma and on our YouTube channel, but what you make prior to retirement dictates what you pay for Medicare in retirement. Exactly. So once we know that we are electing part B, whether it's at age 65 or after, once we're retiring, your part B is dictated by your income. They do a two-year look back. And clearly, if you're retiring and they look two years back, your income looks vastly different. So they do this two-year look back and that will dictate your current, your upcoming, I should say, your Part B premium. Now, if you are in one of those higher levels where you will have an escalated premium, you will have the option of an appeal because you've had this life-changing event such as retirement. So that's what we'll look back as well. And that actually ties into the other components of your planning. You want to look at your investment planning, your tax planning, your income planning, and if we, if there are strategies that we can implement to help mitigate that cost, that's part of that discussion as well. And this is a great example of why uh, planning for healthcare prior to retirement, even a couple years prior to retirement is so important because you don't want to be surprised because your Medicare Part B premium could be anywhere between $180 a month to almost $600 a month based on not the income that you made this year, but the income you made as far back as two years prior. So walking into retirement, having a good understanding of what this Medicare cost is going to be to you based on your circumstances can help eliminate some of the the surprises that a lot of people walk into when they do retire. And we promised six factors. So income was number five. And number six was the amount that your employer subsidizes. Lauren, you kind of talked about it, depending on how big your company is or or what healthcare provider they use. You might be surprised when you go out into the open market, what all this stuff costs. Because if you're at a big company, you may be only paid, what, $140 a pay period or a family plans more. So obviously what you're used to paying uh, this really changes when you head into retirement and contributes to the overall cost of your health care. Okay, so Lauren, you alluded to it. We've set up the cost. We've set up what everything is going to be. How do I pay for it? How do I sit down and go, okay, I understand all the factors that impact this, but I still got to have a plan to get me to and through retirement. You have to have a plan. And once you have that plan, a lot of that anxiety will diminish. So many people don't start the planning process because it just seems like it's way too much. And, and a lot of it is what is a retirement plan? What is a health care plan? What what really goes into creating an income plan and a tax plan? Uh, it, they're really foreign topics to most people because most people think about 
retirement as their investments. And they're thinking, you're thinking about your 401k and your IRA, and especially in a market environment like we're in right now, where you might see your 401k drop by 20 to 30%. And that's where your focus is. And then all these other details like the Medicare costs and, and your income two years prior, and what county do you live in, all those other kind of details kind of get lost in the shuffle. Uh, but the plan, once you have that comprehensive written plan with all these details laid out and, and all these pitfalls kind of mitigated, then you will feel much better as you make that transition. I mean, transitioning from the working world to the retirement world is creates enough anxiety by itself. I mean, you've probably created an identity over the last 40 years that your work is a big part of you. It's a big part of your purpose. And you're, tr you're trying to emotionally work through that type of mindset transition in conjunction with all this other stuff that is all very foreign to you. So the planning part of it is a big component of easing that anxiety and making that transi transition much, much simpler. So healthcare planning, of course, just one piece of a comprehensive retirement plan. We talk about all of the pieces of your retirement vision on this podcast. It's retiring today. Subscribe and invite a friend. Thanks for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. Fidelity also broke this down in, in a pie chart. In a pie, pie chart, pie circle? What's that called, you guys? So people are probably wondering, where does the bulk of this cost come from? Well, let's take a look at, at what we found out. Sorry, I'm on pie circle. I know what, what it's is called it called? A Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Is it a pie yeah, circle? It's a pie, it's a pie graph. A pie graph. I guess pie, it's graph, pie, chart. pie chart. People know what I mean. But yeah. Anything but pie I circle. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Anything but pie circle. <laughs> Take this slice of lemon meringue. <laughs> slice of pizza. That's what I'm order for Thanksgiving. <laughs> when we look at this pie <laughs> circle pie chart. Envision a circle. Keep it consistent. <laughs> okay. When we look at this pie circle, um, we can see that uh, there's... No, just call it a pie chart. Just call it a pie chart. The sooner we can get people off a pie circle. <laughs> and by the way, they're not looking at it, so maybe yeah. we don't want to get too bogged down by it. 